to People Like Us, a podcast for and about third culture kids everywhere. I'm Jen Mohindra. I'm also a TCK and I have a Facebook group for TCK adults called, unsurprisingly, People Like Us. Oh, hello and welcome to this episode of People Like Us. Today I'm happy to be speaking with Jackie Harris. So good morning Jackie, how are you today? I'm good, thank you for uh, uh, inviting me. I'm uh, really interested to talk to you about this. Thank you. So first question that I'll, I'll ask is um, where did you grow up? Uh, well, obviously we lived a lot, a lot of time. I was born in Scotland and, uh, and we moved to London when I was a very small child. My mother and father were um, from Glasgow. Um, they came from a very sort of working class background. And, uh, but my father was very ambitious and, uh, and, and wanted more. So uh, apparently um, me and, uh, and, and a dog and my mother were all kind of sort of bundled off in the back of a Hillman imp uh, down to London um, in the sort of early 1960s. Uh, and uh, and that sort of began a, a new life. And my father chased, you know, good contracts, uh, which took him often away from us uh, all over the world. And sometimes we went with him. Um, the, the, the earliest uh, recollection I have of us being in another country, uh, well, I don't know if it actually counts, but I suppose it does, because it was a very different culture, uh, was, was when we went to the Irish Republic. Mm. And, and I remember we were living in this, this um, it must have been sort of quite a sort of a rural area. Uh, and I remember being in what would, you would describe as a one-room schoolhouse, and each row of, the, of desks was, it was a different year. And I remember being in that. And the other thing that I remember quite vividly is, is that I was the only one uh, that wasn't Catholic. And when they were doing prayers, I, I had to go and I had to leave the room. They threw me out <laughs> and I had to go and sort of sit on my own outside uh, and while, while they were all doing prayers. And, uh, and I, of course, you know, I was only, you know, you know, probably about five or six. And of course, I couldn't really understand it. Um, and, uh, and, and in fact, I didn't tell my mother about that till years and years later. And she sort of, you know, she wished she'd known because she would have been appalled um, by that. So, so I do remember it was, it was very, very, very different. And they spoke strangely. And uh, so, so that was my sort of earliest recollection of sort of being in, in, in another place. Uh, and then for quite a long time, we were in the UK. And then when I was about 12, we upsticked, upped sticks again and, and we moved on to Canada. And it was the east coast of Canada, a place called St. John, New Brunswick. And when most British people think about Canada, they always sort of think about, you know, sort of Toronto and Vancouver and, and, and that wow. side. I very rarely meet people who have been to the, the east coast which is incredibly beautiful. It's a bit like, um, it's where a lot of uh, Scottish settlers went who didn't want to um, stay in America, you know, when, uh, after mm -hmm. 1776, they decided that, the, that they wanted to, uh, you know, move over the border and, and, and still sort of, sort of be part of the, you know, the British Commonwealth. So there's a lot of history of, of uh, Scottish families uh, and Irish families in and around that area. So yeah, so we moved to, we moved to Canada and I was there for a, a, a few years. I went to one of these massive American high schools, you know, the ones where they've got lines of lockers along the hallway. Yeah. There's a TV series that came out, um, which was set in the 70s, which was called The Wonder Years. 
and it's set in this, this it's a, you know, the story of the sort of you know little boy um, who's uh, you know quite a little introverted little boy who's, who's trying to sort of make his way in it. But the school that he went to was almost identical to the school that I went to in Canada. So I keep having these kind of oh, you know okay. deja vu moments of which you know whenever I've watched an episode of it, these long long row, rows of of uh, of lockers. It was massive, and they used to have. Uh, a sort of a, a, you couldn't have a school assembly with everybody in it at the same time so they they would have a, a you know, sort of public address system that sort of came through um you know um speakers into the into the classrooms which was bizarre and then anyway we so I was there for a while and then we moved to portugal and uh we lived in a place called setubal which is um a kind of like a sort of peninsula that sits in between uh, Liz, the sort of Lisbon and, uh, and and the the next stage down would be the Alentejo region going down to the Algarve mm -hmm. and I used to every day so it was quite because that's when my father was working down in, the, in the, that, that sort of southern part, part but the only schools we could go to I went to the American high school in Lisbon um, it, it was, uh, you know, that that's that was the nearest one that, that was uh, that, that was suitable, and I that we used to have to get a hovercraft to school every morning. Oh wow! <laughs> and, and if the hovercraft was off because of bad weather, uh, then I used, oh, I kid you not, I would have to get, um, I would have to get another a, a ferry, uh, and then I would have to get a train, and then I would have to get a bus uh, to get to school every day. And you'd be sort of, you know, sort of sat there, you know, sort of people, you know, sort of take like, you know, sort of, you know, goats and, and, and chickens and things, you know, on the boat and, and people would move house, you know, by, by bus. You sort of see people sort of trying to sort of put mattresses on the top. It, it was because, it was you know, it's quite sort of rural little little bus service. It was, uh, you know, it was quite vivid pictures in my head at those times. And then after that, yeah, and then after that, um, I went to university in, uh, in Glasgow. Okay, so full circle back to yes, Scotland. yes. Well, when you're trying to work out where to go to university from a foreign, well, was it say what to me was a foreign country? Um, mm. I, you know, what, where do you start? And and so I, I, I it, it seemed logical in my head to sort of try and sort of pick somewhere that had a, a familiarity to it, and so that that that's why I ended up choosing um, Glasgow. Uh, and what was it like going back? Uh, well, it was, um, I mean, obviously it was, a str I mean, I'd, I was born there, but, and apart from visiting grandparents, uh, and we, we never really went anywhere in Scotland, really. Um, it was just kind of no quick visits, you know, and then we would have to be off somewhere else. Um, so it, it was sort of, sort of strange to me. And of course, I'm strange to them because uh, Glasgow is one of those cities where people that go to university there, a high proportion of them live at home. Yeah. and stay there and and so I, you know I, I had a, this kind of like you know ingrained tan right. <laughs> you know from having sort of spent time you know sort of you know um, Portuguese summers and uh, and and so you know I, I looked very tanned when, when I got there even though I'm quite pale skinned you know you can just sort of you know I just had this kind of look and the um so, so that made me sort of sort of stand out you know among these sort of very pale you know sort of scottish people <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh and uh, of course people were a lot of people it was what school did you go to and of course you know then the, the conversation would sort of come up as well you know to the you know saint columbans in in Karnashid, lisbon and they would sort of like oh right okay well and and because it made me odd 
Mm. So it took a little while to sort of kind of sort of sort of settle into that because, uh, the, um, you know, this the, the, the people like us that, that we're talking about here today, mm. we, you know, we were in the minority. There was one other girl whose family uh, lived in India and they were from Scotland and they ran a tea plantation over in India. But apart from that, and then people that were obviously foreign students, um, you know, that, that, that was all there was and everybody else was, was kind of just had a normal, um, you know, same schools um, all their lives. Yeah, that, that thing that is kind of a foreign concept to us who have moved around so much. So what I'm hearing then is that you looked different and you felt different. What again? So, um, yeah, Glasgow University. So feeling different and looking different as well. How was yeah. that? Uh, well, it, yes. I mean, obviously, you know, I paled down <laughs> sort of, you know, after a while, but I was still, um, you know, known as, you know, the, the girl who, who lived in Portugal. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, because you, you think about this, you know, this was kind of like, you know, the very, uh, it was like sort of 19, between 1979, 1981. And so, um, you know, nowadays, it probably, people probably wouldn't bat an eyelid on it. But, but then, you know, it, it, it did make me sort of unusual. And, and the, the feeling, the, the feeling that I had is just because I just did, I didn't want to be the special case, you know, because when you move mm. around a lot, you're always the special case. You know, yeah. you're all the new girl, and and you know, like I just kind of sort of wanted to sort of feel that I was somewhere that I belonged. So um, after after university, then did, did you stay in Glasgow or or move on from? Oh there? my God, no, no, no! I hot <laughs> footed it down to London. And uh, I managed to get myself a job in a small advertising agency in between uh, Regent Street and Bond Street. And I was, um, you know, uh, you know, lived high on the hog, really. I mean, I didn't have any money, but, you know, but, but you know, there was, but I, I felt kind of like a, I became sort of part of a gang. Um, I got myself a little flat in Chiswick and which was 27 pounds a week <laughs> it's sort wow. of like what rents were like rents were like in those days and I shared that I was only paid half of that and I had um this, you know a nice little job in this ad agency it was I was a you know, general dog's body really but but it was it was quite exciting you know it was it was quite glamorous as jobs go everybody wanted to work in an ad agency in those days and I, I somehow managed it the reason that I managed it actually is because when I was in the interview I mean there was like queues of people you know lining up for you know, their turn for an interview and when I got into the interview um there was a um there was a, a motorcycle helmet in the corner and I remember sort of saying to the, the man who was interviewing me is that your is that your bike are you a biker and he said yes why are you interested in bikes and as it as it turned out that the summer before I had a boyfriend and we spent the summer in Paris together and we traveled from Glasgow to Paris and back on his Yamaha RD 400 and so I was able to kind of sort of recite this story and uh, uh, and of course in those days it wasn't trendy for advertise owners of advertising agencies to be bikers and so we <laughs> and so that kind of um, got me the job like, would you say that the um the adventurous side in terms of the the bikey travel was um thanks to your having moved around 
growing up, your TCK upbringing? I suppose it's possible because, you know, you do, you know, see and experience other things that, you know, that one, you know, the one of the main benefits of, you know, having lived this life is, is that, you know, you see, see and experience and do things that you would never ever do before. Mm. Um, you know, and I remember, you know, you know, when I was, you know, back in, you know, at uni in Glasgow is, is, you know, very few people in those days had traveled to the USA. Uh, and I had, you know, you know, and I had done a Greyhound bus tour, you know, with 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 some friends, you know, where we went from from Canada all the, you know, all the way down the East Coast to uh, um, to, to Florida, and and none of my friends had done that because now, you know, sort of 17, 18 year olds, you know, they you know they you know trek off to Thailand and all kinds of exotic places, but then not very many people did. Mm, mm. So so that 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 was actually quite unusual. You mentioned also that when, when you got to London and to the, the, the flat in Chiswick that you'd found your gang, like, like your tribe, um, did that give you a sense of belonging? Well, not, not, not really. And, you know, when I say I kind of sort of found a tribe, but, you know, I kind of sort of found people that were, you know, that were also kind of slightly misfits. <laughs> <laughs> You know that, that also didn't you know move to London from somewhere else who didn't really belong anywhere else and and to be honest I think that that that's um I don't think that feeling has ever left me I still you know even to this day I sort of something you know I don't know if I really belong anywhere uh and uh, it's definitely sort of something there um that that you know, I know, like, you know, like, you know, like, for example, I don't have old school friends in the same way that other people do. You know, I keep, I keep in touch with a few of the Canadian, you know, people, you know, on Facebook, but it's mostly just, you know, so, you know, you know, commenting on, you know, photographs of their wedding days and, you know, sort of stuff like that. It's not, it's not yeah. a friendship anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, uh, and, and the other thing is, is I think I've got, Another thing about my personality that I think comes from this is, is that I'm completely unemotional about stuff. I have no mm-hmm. uh, issue about throwing, you know, getting rid of stuff, you know, because we travelled light so often. Yeah, um, I, I can remember the moves of being given however much notice, right, we're up, we're going, uh, and not being able to take all of my personal possessions because there wasn't room in the crate. And, and yes, things that yes. I might have liked to have kept, just wasn't able to. So, so yes, I, I definitely hear you on the um, the lack of attachment to to stuff. Well, I, you know, so I definitely have that, um, uh, and also um, I think a benefit, a benefit, a few benefits that I think I get from it are, you know, I'm quite, I can walk into a room of strangers, you know, like at a networking business networking meeting, mm. uh, uh, for example, and and it, I'm not phased by it. Sometimes I, I might be, I get times where I think, you know, I'm just really not in the mood to make small talk. But most of the time I can walk into a room full of strangers and I don't have any issue about, you know, starting conversations. And because growing up, you, I was always the new girl. And so you have to make an effort. Mm. So if you're in that sort of situation and you get the classic, where are you from question, how do you respond to that? Um, I don't go into an awful lot of detail because normally if it's a, if it's a business one, people want to know it. They tend to know, want to know where you're based, what you do. Uh, and the, because I live in Cumbria now, um, and I don't have a Cumbrian accent, uh, people sort of say, you're not from here, are you? And I would just normally just tell them, you know, I spent, you know, all of my adult life in, in, you know, London in the Southeast and I just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't you know drill into in, into those other details particularly because I, I just don't think it adds anything and, and then you know they 
not that interested. Um, yeah. You know, if, if there's a connection sort of comes up, you know, when I meet, meet somebody who has, you know, got family in Canada, you know, I might sort of say, oh, that's interesting. I, I used to live in Canada when I was uh, in my teens. Um, then, then I might, you know, sort of, sort of chat about it then. But, uh, but apart from that, I kind of, you know, just sort of let, let it be really. And it's only, you know, sort of closer friends who you know, really have any, any notion of it. So on that, that, that move to Canada, that was, I think about 12 or 13, you mentioned. So that, that would have been your, your first big move. How was that? Because 12, 13, that, that's a particularly tricky age anyway. And the, yeah. the change in schools, uh, what, what was that like for you? Um, it was actually sort of quite traumatic um, in a lot of ways. And the, the biggest trauma, um, probably more for my parents than it was for me, because, you know, children are, you know, we're, we're more adaptable, really, is mm. that, uh, you know, in the UK, we start school at five. In uh, North America, they start at seven. Oh, so, from an, so from an academic point of view, I was in a class of people that were nearly two years older than me. Mm-hmm. So from an academic point of view, that was absolutely fine. But from a social point of view, it was a nightmare for my parents. Because if I wanted friends, then I had to basically up my game yeah. <laughs> um, socially. Uh, and, and so I was doing things that, um, that of, you know, uh, and hanging out with, with, with people who were, you know, two years, you know, two years ahead of me in their personal and, you know, body development and mental development and, and everything that went with it. And, uh, and that was hard. It was hard for all of us, really, I think. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I was able to adapt to it probably quicker than my parents, but they were terrified. You know, I was just sort of hanging out with, you know, sort of, you know, 16 year old boys and you sort of think, hang on a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? But, but that, that was the reason for it. And, you know, there was this sort of talk about, well, saying, well, you know, maybe I should go back a class. And I, and I went mad and said, no, I'm not doing that. I, honestly, it was just kind of like that. That would have been the worst thing that they could have done to me, in my, in my opinion, is, is, you know, hang on a minute. You know, I've worked, you know, I, I was bright anyway. Um, and, and I sort of thought, well, what's that going to do to me, you know, having to go back a year? And then, of course, when we went to, um, we, we left the, the Canadian school and went to the American high school in Lisbon, they wanted to try and keep me back a year there too. Yeah. And, you know, I was, what, what? 17 then and I went ballistic I'm just not having that you know that, that that's you're taking a, a year of my life away from me uh so 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 that was actually sort of quite hard now it wouldn't have been so bad because I know that you know people other people that I've met that have had this you know um this this kind of lifestyle a lot of them were sort of went to you know boarding school a lot of the time mm-hmm. but my parents didn't want to do that um they wanted to keep the family together as much as possible. And so I went into local schools. I mean, there were good local schools, um, fee-paying local schools um, mm-hmm. when we were in, uh, in, in Portugal. But they were, um, so, so I, you know, it was, there was a, a lot more adapting, you know, whereas, you know, um, kids that I knew that went, just, just went back to, you know, they were only in the foreign country for the school, you know, for the school holidays. They mm-hmm. went back to their, their um, you know, their boarding school, and they had a continued education, but mine was, was actually interrupted at sort of various points and into different cultures. So from the, you know, um, the age of about 12, 13, you know, I went from a British school system to an, a Canadian school system to a, uh, um, uh, an American school system in a foreign country, 
and to, uh, back to then uh, um, a Scottish university. Mm, I, I hear quite a lot. Yeah, I, I hear you on the change of systems. I experienced similar going from the British school system to the Australian school system and experience exactly the same in terms of the mismatch of my age compared to where I was up to with my schooling. And I was yeah. put down a year. I should have been two years up for where I was up to in the schooling. And uh, as you described, I, I hated it. Um, it, it was tough. So when, so when you were moving from, from school to school, country to country, what, what techniques did you use to try and fit in? Um, what I wore um, was obviously, you know, sort of, you know, a factor. Because um, that was quite interesting because when we went from um, schools in Britain, you know, we had school uniform. Went to a, you know, a high school in America and no, nobody wore um, school uniform. People just, and, and it was actually a, a dress parade. It, it was, you know, the, the uh, it, you know, people wore different, they, they wanted to wear different clothes every day. And of course, because I had a school uniform, well, obviously I had, I had clothes, but they were kind of, I didn't have that many, um, uh, you know, casual clothes that you wore your school uniform and then you had clothes that you went out with, you know, went out at, at, at you know, for, for special occasions, you know, your Sunday best and then you had, uh, you know, a few bits of, you know, sort of scruffy stuff, you know, for, for, for romping around at the weekend, but that was actually all I had. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden there was this kind of like, you know, I was obsessed with, with my appearance, <laughs> which I hadn't been before. Uh, and, and, and again, because it was just that wanting to sort of fit in, I wanted the right jeans. I wanted, you know, to, to, you know, to have the right trainers. I wanted, and, and, and it wasn't because of, you know, greed to, to sort of have, you know, things. It was because they were, they were things that, that would, have, would help me fit in better. Yeah. And as soon as I hit 14, um, I got a job um, working in a petrol station. <laughs> My parents went mad. <laughs> I got a job in a petrol station and of course then that meant that I had my own money and, and then that meant that I could buy my own things. Yeah, um, appearances at that age, terribly important. Yeah, it is. And so, so, so that was quite a big thing. It was also the people were, you know, would come up to me and sort of say, go on, say something, you know, because, you know, having a British accent, you know, is in a Canadian. And again, it's, it was a part of Canada where people didn't travel that much. It was, it was not a, a sophisticated it wasn't like sort of being in Toronto or Vancouver or, you know, you know, kind of, you know, the sexy places, you know, sort of St. John, New Brunswick. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and so they, they probably hadn't had much exposure of, of people that, that were, were British coming, coming to, to, to live there. I mean, it wasn't a tourist destination, put it that way. Um, wow. And so, um, you know, so, so, that's the, so that was uh, a factor uh, in, in making me sort of, sort of feel, you know, odd, you know, because if I was speaking in class, you know, you, everybody just kind of stopped and, you know, would sort of sort of stare and I sort of, and I just want to just kind of, you know, like, like you know, shrink down. It's not like, you know, British schools where you could lift up your desktop and hide behind it. <laughs> you had, it, was like, it was like chairs with these kind of like, um, you know, arm. Oh, it's like the lift up. Thing around. Yeah, they're your sort of proper desks. So yeah. there's nowhere for you to sort of hide. <laughs> Uh, oh, and of course, there's the classic one um, that you probably, probably a lot of people will tell you this story if they've been in North America as children. Is, is uh, I asked someone if I could borrow their rubber. Oh. And their answer was, um, <laughs> yeah, who, you go, who are you going out with? <laughs> yeah, language differences yeah. can be. Language differences. So back, back when we were kids, 
the moving around, we didn't have the internet, so there was no email, WhatsApp, Facebook. How did you manage the goodbyes? Uh, well, um, we used to write a lot of letter, lots of letters. We were obs- you know, obsessive letter writers. And I used to write, you know, these pages and pages of letters and they would all have, you know, like, you know, hundreds of exclamation marks and, you know, smiley faces and, you know, you know, it was, we had our own emojis in those days. Uh, But they were just letter writing and, you know, just, just on a normal, you know, A4 lined pad or, you know, normally, you know, with spiral bound, they would be ripped out. And and so I'd get letters back from friends in the UK. Marvellous. Yes. Hi. I still have boxes of um, letters that I wrote from uh, places that have been back in the day. Yeah, I remember when um, it was just sort of while we're speaking about letters. I remember when I went moved from Canada to to Lisbon. I would get letters from my Canadian friends, and they would say, "So Lisbon, so where is that? Is it in France, uh, or you know, is 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 that in Paris?" And they, and and. I remember so suddenly sort of being hit by their lack of geo- ge- geographical knowledge. Uh, and it wasn't that they were, un, you know, unintelligent or anything. It, it's just that in North America, they have very limited knowledge about the world around outside of North America. And, yes. uh, um, and, and that didn't, that struck me when I was about 17, you know, with these sort of letters from people where people just, they just couldn't cope with this. Well, where is that? What language do they speak? You know, and, and even, you know, even though I was you know, younger than them, I sort of thought, well, I, I knew that. I knew that Portuguese, Portugal, it would speak Portuguese. <laughs> and I know that it's next to Spain, it's the skinny part next to Spain, um, before I'd ever been there. So I, and I, I kind of was a bit kind of shocked. But then that's, that's you kind of realise that I was exposed to things that they were never going to be exposed to, probably. Yes. I, I experienced the same myself when uh, I moved to Australia as a teenager and I, I had come from Nairobi in Kenya and nobody knew where that was. Yeah, I can imagine. So thinking of um, other third culture kids that are out there, what would you want other TCKs to know? Um, I think that it's that it's normal to have this if you've got this kind of sort of internal feeling that you don't really belong anywhere then that it's I think it's it's a normal part of it and I think we must all feel that somehow yes um, uh, so I sort of think you know there's don't you know don't beat yourself up or over it you know it, it 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 is just it's part of what you've experienced growing up and also to sort of think well there are a lot of things that that you're good at um from this experience that other people would never have been exposed to like uh, being comfortable around strangers and being able to strike up conversations you know with people and always be when you're always the, because you're always the new person mm. so I think that, you know that's that, that that you know those are the key things and I also think it's a it's a it's a good strength that that we probably all have of of not being emotionally attached to to, to possessions yes I think that's probably quite good. I'm quite ruthless at throwing stuff away. And you've just sort of said that, that, you know, you have that. And I'm sure that that's probably a common factor as well. Yeah. The, um, the belonging one is a huge one as well. Um, to, to feel at home, is it about people or places for you? Um, that's a very good question. And I don't know that I've really got an answer to that. Um, 
I suppose, oh, I don't know. The thing is, is that we don't, I don't have, I have a close relationship with my sister, but I don't have close relations. I never had close relationships with my parents. Mm -hmm. And because of the way that we lived, um, we didn't have really, uh, we didn't see that much of our extended family, you know, aunts and uncles and, and, and grandparents and what have you. We never really had that. Um, so it's probably more about just the length of time that I'm in the one place. So I live in Cumbria now. We've been here for about 16 years, I think. And mm. this is the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my life. Snap. <laughs> 16 years in London for me. It's the, my longest yeah and that this is this, this is the longest place that i've ever i've ever been um mm -hmm. anywhere so um i i think it's yeah being here and, and the length of time that i've been here is probably the closest i've come to it but still there's this this kind of mm, i don't you know there's just i don't know it's it's a it's a, 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 a i don't know if, it, if it's a physiological or a psychological thing this this thing is is i don't really know where i belong mm. It's still kind of deep rooted in there somewhere. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever get get you know I'm mean, probably you know probably too late all too late now. I don't know if I'll ever find it. I just think there's just something that's that's there, and I don't know. Is that common with other people that in this situation? Do you think? Absolutely, yeah. But from the many TCKs that I, I've now spoken with, that sense of belonging and where to go next should I stay should I move on that is e extremely common um it's just yeah it's, it's part and parcel with the with the experience that we've had growing up and I think it's a case of how to get comfortable with that in yourself so if I think of me I, I feel like I belong within myself and myself, I am portable. I can, I can mm. go and park myself in different places, and that doesn't—that's not so important. It's it's having that sort of feeling of being settled within me. Um, yeah, help me to feel a sense of belonging. Yeah, so I think think that's that's probably um, it. Is is that yeah, sort of self of being settled settled in oneself um, is um, it's kind of there, but not quite there. <laughs> Yes. Just, you know what I mean it's just kind of like you can just sort of see it right in front of you and you're just constantly just trying to reach out for it and, and it just uh, you just can't quite grab it so uh, but you know but, but you know we are where we are and you know our lives are what they are and and, and so um, you know there's a lot of good good that's come out of it um, but you know sometimes I am a little bit envious where sort of people sort of talk about um, you know, they met up with an old school friend. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, you know, we've been friends and close, we've been best friends since we were four at nursery school. And I sort of think, oh, I have no idea what that was like. Because actually that's, that's another thing. Said, I've never really had a best friend in that sense, you know, in the, in the you know, like, like uh, um, high school girls type yeah. best friends. I've never had that either. Yeah. Um, yes. Know, sort of that, that I understand. I'm looking at the time. The, the half hour has whizzed by. So to, to finish on a, a positive note, what would you say is the best thing about being a TCK? Uh, having seen parts of the world that maybe people 
wouldn't I mean obviously people travel a lot more but but uh, you know I was able to sort of see parts of Canada that most British people even today have still never seen you know you never know you know you never met anybody else who's been to Prince Edward Island or Nova Scotia or uh, you know and, and you know all of those kinds of places so I've been to places that people haven't um, been to before and also been able to be entrenched in uh, in, in these places a lot more deeply so that's yeah. quite nice. it's it's a very different experience to live somewhere rather than just visiting as a tourist. Yes, it is. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time today, Jackie. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Oh, likewise. Uh, Thank you for asking me. And it's not something that I get a chance to talk about very often. So, uh, you know, it's, it's actually been really interesting. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to People Like Us. If you'd like to join an online community full of people like us, Hop over to Facebook and search for people like us. You'll find my group and you're very welcome to join us.